You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Dean Unger, Katie and Jerry. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, Dean Unglert's <laughs> podcast. It's great to have you here. As always, Suck Army, you guys rock, <laughs> and I love you so much from the bottom of my heart. That is the new tone. Whenever we say the word Suck Army, we get the suck noise that Easton so graciously puts on this podcast. I've got two great guests today in studio with me, Jared Haben and Katie Morton. <laughs> this is how I'm What's treating up? people. As my guest. Years of hard work. Can we get a round of applause for our guests today, you guys? Doesn't matter. Yes. What's up? Yay. My guest. Well, I guess it could be just Katie and I co-hosting with Jared guesting on the podcast today. Yeah, I've got errands to run. I'll, I'll This is the Dean and later. Katie podcast. We've got a great episode for you guys. I'm just kidding. Obviously, you know Katie what? and Jared as great co-hosts. What? I, I changed the Facebook. What is the... It's not the Facebook profile picture, but it's the... Cover photo. Thank you very much. I changed the cover photo to Help I Suck a Dating with Dean Ungler, and then I put in little letters down below with Jared Haven, and a lot of people didn't get it, but it was the play... On what we did earlier, which is the intro is now Help I Suck a Dating with Dean Ungler. And then it comes into me going, and, and Jared Haven. Don't forget about me, uh, Jared. Whoa, I'm still <laughs> here. Anyways, we've got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to have some amazing guests, some authors of some incredible books like John Kim, author of I Used to Be a Miserable f- uh, Mil- Simone Millicis, author of... Oh, it's right here on my sheet, and I can't it's find it. It's on the it. top, Relationship. Author of Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? Because at the end of the day, are any of us sure? But before we do that, uh, obviously we, at the top of the episode, had mentioned that Katie Morton is in studio with us today. Hey, can we get hey, a round hey. of applause for Katie Morton? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. She is hey. co-host to close out the year for us. You did such a great job in Sonoma. Actually, that was probably my favorite episode of the entire year. Thanks. Just to listen to as an audience, as a Suck Mar- Army member. Um, so it's good to have you back in studio. Thanks. That's that's <laughs> that the noise, sound of I our suck handle. army right there. 
Yes. Thanks for having me back, guys. Yes, and we want to talk with you a little bit about you and Chris and what's going on in your life. But you're also going to be hosting with us next week, so maybe we'll save uh, most of our grilling questions for next week. Yeah, okay we have a couple you. cool guests coming in, so I think we might not have time, but we're going to have plenty of time to go in depth with Katie next episode yes. okay. and just talk about all things you. Are you excited? I am so pumped. Yeah, you can just open up, tell us your deepest, darkest secrets. No I pressure. have them. Oh, great. Your eyes got really crazy right there. I like this. But there was an article that I saw this morning that I feel the need to talk about a little bit because it involves a host Mm. not named Jared, and Mm. there's two hosts, a process of elimination, says it's about Dean Ungler, and it's about dating, actually. So, How how topical? uh, Pretty topical. Like two hours ago, topical. Uh, I was reading Us Weekly like I do every day. I'm kidding, I don't. But, you know, it's a good publication. And I saw a headline saying, Dean Ungler admits he and Kalen Miller-Keys, it's a mouthful, it's a great name, may never get married. Dean says, I quote, I'm super unconventional. Yeah. And then it talks about all the quotes that you said when somebody asked if you guys were going to get married. He says, that's never going to happen. <laughs> it, does, it does say the Bachelorette alum 28 joke to Us Weekly exclusive at Jingle Ball, all that good stuff. Dean goes on to say, she does joke around about us getting married all the time, and I will always say, sorry, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I'm super unconventional, and she obviously is a little more conventional. We joke around about it. Just try to keep expectations to a minimum, you know? Like I said on the show, under promise, over deliver. That's right. End quote. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that great article that was written about this wonderful interview that I did in the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball. Shout out iHeartRadio. Uh, I, I gotta say, I gotta point out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint the picture for you guys a little bit. Caitlin and I had just gotten off a flight from Ireland, took a cab straight to iHeartRadio Festival at the Forum, I believe is where it was, mm-hmm. and we actually saw Jared and Ashley on the carpet. Uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't think I'm ever going to do a red carpet interview ever again because it never gets put into a positive way and it never really turns out how you want it to. But I got called over for an interview. Before even introducing herself or even saying anything, she goes, so Dean, are you and Kaylin getting married? And put the phone in my face. And Kaylin's like with an earshot. And I go, ah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got, I'm like talking through my teeth. I got this eating grin on my face. And it's just like, you can't really convey that when it comes to written word, obviously on the internet. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. I just that's how Kaylin and I's relationship is. We just like I joke around with her all the time about that stuff, and she jokes around back with me. And obviously, I guess when one person is doing an interview because we don't do joint interviews or anything like that, then it can kind of come across in a very headline grabby way. Yeah, you were joking. I saw you guys there. It was very fun, loving. Everybody was smiling. You you were just having fun with the situation. But my question is, have you guys actually talked about that? About marriage? About the future? Because uh, I know that you guys are very happy right now. You're yeah. very much in love. Uh, well, today, well, I, 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 I mean, our, you, our, our relationship. Have you guys said the L word? Our relationship is fantastic. Our relationship is better today than it was yesterday, and it's better today than it has been any day that we've since we've been dating. It's getting it gets better and better as we continue to go on. I don't think either of us are necessarily really worried about it. Like we can joke around about it, but we're not really putting a lot of uh, stress or emphasis on it. And we both know that we're in a committed relationship with each other. You know, that's not really going to change anytime soon. In fact, today. 
another milestone in our relationship that I bet you and Ashley can't even speak oh, to here either. We go. This guy's got milestones up the wazoo. <laughs> so, with a girl he's not even going to marry. <laughs> Amazing. So last milestone Caitlin and I hit was that we got on a joint cell phone plan together. Oh. Shout out Verizon Wireless. If you're listening to this and want to throw us a couple free months, we'll take it. That's Wait. not the point. Didn't this already happen? <laughs> Wasn't that the milestone last time? Yeah, that was the I'm first saying. milestone. I'm, he's about to drop the second. Oh. I'm about to drop the second milestone. My hosts aren't listening. It's okay. So this morning, Kaylin and I uh, walked a couple blocks over to the bank, and we opened up a joint bank account together. Wow. They're Whoa. basically married. They just don't want any tax benefits. Why? <laughs> yeah, is that really what it is? <laughs> Dean <laughs> said, screw the tax benefits. Yeah. I don't want them. Yeah, I'm taxes are stupid them. anyways. Why do we do a joint bank account? It made sense because we just went on a trip uh, that we both made money on, and we've got a couple things coming in the pipeline down the future that we're both going to get paid for. We're working together on trips, and we don't really feel comfortable doing anything other than a 50-50 split on that money that we make together. Yeah. And then we got to talking, and we were like, well, let's just put all of the money that we make as a couple into one bank account and then use that money towards more travel or more things that we want to do together. So fun. Yeah, it, I think it adds like fun that. to it. And then, like, if let's say we go out to dinner together. We don't have to worry about who's paying because we'll just put down the joint bank account yeah. credit card. Yeah, and you're, not, you're still keeping your separate bank accounts yes. and just doing that one for a couple stuff. And we have all, all our income that's coming in separately. Like, she's not going to get an ounce or a single cent of help I suck at dating money. Let me let me mind be mindful of that. Um, but, <laughs> you know, if we're making money traveling together, we want to be able to spend that money together and not, like, have to worry about arguing whoever gets more i think because we're doing a trip to canada hopefully in february and it's like i set it up through like my connections and uh i i felt like i was obligated to more of the money than she was and we were like arguing about it for a little bit exactly yeah finder's fee of course and i was like we were arguing for the back uh, back and forth a little bit i was like let's just create a joint bank account and then we'll just put all the money that we make together in there and not have to worry about it very mature I like that idea. Yeah, it's a, especially if you guys are being very mature about everything and you guys have a joint bank account, it's your joint money, but your individual money is your individual money and then the joint bank account. So God forbid if you guys ever broke up, you would just take that bank account and split it 50-50? If we ever broke up, I told her this. I said, well, I said, when we break up. She can up. have everything. <laughs> no, she I can said, have the van. So it's mine. She's going to take it's it and from It's obviously mine. Made her sign a prenuptial agreement. <laughs> on the van. <laughs> Only on the van. That's what matters most. So it's funny because we agreed, we did that this morning, and then literally three hours signed after that- Signed a prenup this morning? Three hours, after, <laughs> three hours after we opened our joint bank account together, the headlines start coming out. Dean doesn't want to marry Kayla Miller-Keith. <laughs> and cancels like, the bank account. And then there was an Us Weekly article- <laughs> that came out that she sent me saying Kaylin Miller Keys doesn't think Dean Unglert is the one. <laughs> it's just like it's all this funny stuff that you see like these headlines and everything actually is really going really well. It's just I don't know, it's kind of a weird uh dynamic. Yeah, and honestly from the outside looking or from my perspective looking at you guys, I there's people out there in relationships and in marriages that aren't going well. It's like, why put the pressure of marriage on you guys? That's so silly to me. Right. If it's going really well and you say it's fantastic and you both are happy, well, then the two each their own. And there were some quotes in that uh, interview that I still do believe. Like, the older I get, I feel like kind of the more I'm moving away from the idea of even getting married at any point. I've always wanted to have kids my entire life. But the older I get, the more I question about whether I really want to have kids or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I don't know. It's at the end of the day, this is all just an idea. It's not like I'm firmly believing any of these things. Obviously, people can change their opinions as time goes on. Of course. Um, I think marriage is beautiful. I think what you and Ashley have is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And obviously, what Chris mm-hmm. and Katie will have once they get married and tie the knot officially, that will be beautiful. Well, we'll find out next episode. <laughs> Good little tease right there. Um, but we don't, I personally don't like putting the pressure on it. There's a, there, Alan Watts is one of my favorite philosophers from the mid 1900s. I know Alan Watts very well. He has this quote that says, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's something about uh, when you go dancing, 
you don't dance to like to be done dancing because the doing of it itself is what's important. And mm-hmm. so dating, what I'm looking at dating is we're not dating to get to it anywhere. We're not dating for an end goal of getting married. We're just dating to date and having fun doing it. It leads to something great, but we're not necessarily going to put like a uh, 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 I don't know, like we're not working towards marriage. You know what I mean? We're just yeah. having fun doing the dating. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I love Alan Watts. Sorry, I just went on a you're little You're basically tangent. telling us you're living in the present. Right. That's that's ultimately. Right. Like think is, about it. You go as opposed to planning for this like future one thing. I guess what really comes down to is as long as Kaylin's on the same page as you, that's the most important thing. Yes, yeah. and she is, and she's uh, incredibly smart, and she can. She's like incredibly receptive to everything, and um, she obviously has a big influence on the relationship. It's fifty fifty, and um, it's going well. It's going a lot better than I expected it to, honestly. So it's. I mean, I can't really complain too much at all. Under promise, over deliver. Yeah. It's what, it's Do you ever say. get weirded about weirded out about talking about your relationship so publicly? Um, I do and I don't. Like, it kind of sucks that we owe it to people to let them in on our relationship when you just kind of want to keep something some things private. Do you think you mm-hmm. owe it to people? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I sort of think we do. I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you choose, if you don't want to share something, you obviously don't have to share it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you kind of go on a very public television show and find a partner, then you kind of, I guess maybe you don't owe it to people, but. Having the platform of a podcast, like I'm not going to just brush everything aside the entire time and not really talk about my relationship because I would expect you to want to talk about your relationship with Ashley as well. I could see like if you don't have a podcast, like you're not obligated to be posting about your significant other every single day. But uh, I I think (laughs) Katie, Katie, yeah, which is great. You don't post about Chris a lot, huh? No. But here's the thing. You're on a dating podcast now, which means you have like you're kind of more obligated to talk about your relationship with Chris. Which I understand, and we want you to like. We, yeah. And I think that it's it's only really helped me in relationships. And uh, I think the reason that you and I are able to do this uh, in our relationships is because Ashley already knows everything about you, anyways, and every thought and feeling and emotion that you have. So it's like you just come here and you're just basically a you're echoing everything that you're saying to her. It's not like she's like listening to an episode of Help I Suck at Dating and hearing you say something yeah. and being like, "You don't like, believe shocked. in soulmates." Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's I mean that's kind of really. Do you think it adds pressure to the relationship or makes it uh, more of a uh, open relationship with communication, if that makes sense? Do you think it hurts or helps a relationship being so public and then talking about it so much? I think it's hurt my relationships in the past, but this relationship, it only it doesn't really help or hurt. I'm basically a caricature when I come on this podcast, I feel like. Like, I'm not really actually who I am. I just joke around and <laughs> yeah. joke around all the time. You know what I mean? You're just having fun. Yeah, I'm just having fun. And she understands that. and. Uh, I I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it hurts her? I have no idea. You can only speak from personally because, like, I don't know how Caitlin would react to an article saying, like, Dean Ungler does not want to get married and not sure if he wants to have kids. But as long as you guys are having that conversation before anything like this comes out, then you're fine. She screenshotted that, and then she sent me the article of her headline saying that I wasn't the one for her. Yeah, so she knows how people are she has an understanding clearly about how twisted these headlines can get. She's in on the joke, which is great. Yeah, she's in on the joke, which is nice. You're like the Joker. I used to think my life was a, uh, a tragedy. I used to think my life was a tragedy, but now I've realized it's a comedy. I'm just a dog chasing that's, that's, cars. That's Dean right there. I used to think my life was a, a tragedy back on BIP4, and then I want to be on P6 and realize it's a comedy. I'm just a dog chasing cars. I don't know what I would do if I ever caught one. Listen, brother, we all are. <laughs> um, but we have John Kim, the angry therapist, coming up next, so make sure you tune into that. But before he comes on, we're going to take a little break. <laughs> You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
sneakers and streetwear so fresh well every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury ebay gets it they're making sure the things you love are checked by experts but not just any experts specialized experts real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience so when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee shop with confidence every inch stitch sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection that's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special guest in studio right now, joining Katie, Dean, and myself, and of course, Mark and Easton. We have the angry therapist himself, the author of I Used to Be a Miserable <laughs> An Every Man's Guide to a Meaningful Life, John Kim in studio, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, claps. Thank you. Thank you for having me. John, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. I wish you would call me Grizzly. I can't grow facial hair, but it's a, it, I, I've never been called that. That's really good. You got a little bit on your chin there. I could grow one long hair and just wrap that yeah. around my face. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, and you thank call, you for having me. Of course, you call yourself the angry therapist. Yes. Why? Uh, <laughs> I went through a divorce about a de- decade ago and um, started a, uh, to blog on Tumblr back when that was a thing, nice. um, and I didn't think anyone would read it, and I thought it was kind of funny that a therapist was angry, pulled the curtain back, started talking about my feelings and my journey, and it kind of caught on, and I think people thought it was interesting that this uh, therapist was talking about his feelings and finding fitness and Harleys and tattoos and stuff and kind of going through his rebirth, um, and then I later realized that um, it was kind of my way of, of humanizing the therapist, you know, that it's okay to be angry, it's okay to have feelings. Because I think in um, our world today, therapists are kind of like portrayed as uh, cardboard cutouts or they're supposed to be neutral. And that's what we're taught in school. Um, so I kind of hopped the fence and went rogue. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you are trained as a therapist, right? Like you yeah. said, you're supposed to kind of uh, not give your opinion. Sure. So if you were to ask me personal things about my life, I would kind of flip it and ask you know, where that's coming from or, or why instead of just saying – 
you know, just being transparent. But after you went through your divorce, you kind of flipped that on its head and realized yeah. that people were responding more to you actually vocalizing how you feel. Yes. And I think it's just part of what uh, it was kind of the swell of what's happening today, the explosion of wellness and uh, people wanting to actually change and grow in a way that's different. And uh, therapy is a world that's never really had a shakeup until, you know, the internet and, you know, influencers and all the stuff that's happening now. So I just kind of came at a really interesting time where there was already a swell happening. And uh, I just started paddling. <laughs> and how are people responding to it now? Because you're um, taking on clients. Most of your clients are online, correct? Uh, they're actually, so I don't have an office on purpose. And so I meet people at coffee shops online, uh, using kind of the internet as a therapeutic tool. Um, and my frustration with the whole therapy journey, which is very lonely and expensive and, and the whole system, made me uh, start a company called uh, Journey, J-R-N-I Coaching. And so now we have an online school where we're uh, coaching other people to uh, become life coaches and relationship coaches and all this other stuff that's happening. To oh, become angry cool. therapists. Yeah. <laughs> well, not angry. <laughs> Happy, happier than me, but um, but to be catalysts in other people's lives. So when you're meeting your clients one-on-one, do you kind of lean into the whole, I don't want to... Uh, put you under an umbrella, but do you lean into being an angry therapist? You're kind of because judging by your book and your your website, you are very direct and very blunt. Yeah, do people oh, respond well to that? You find you mean has like my quote unquote brand eclipsed uh, like who I am in a way? Well, when you sit down, say you meet someone, say sure. if I if I contacted contacted you online, we met up at a coffee shop, and right. I started kind of explaining to you my situation. Would you be as direct and blunt as you come across, or would you kind of revert back to your therapist ways and, and be more of a listener? I would uh, be somewhere in the middle. I would do whatever I felt was appropriate and honest. Um, I kind of wear two hats, so the hat of a coach and also with a clinical background as a therapist. Um, I just work in conventional ways. Yeah. yeah. Dean's been very open about going to therapy oh, awesome. uh, on this podcast. Before. Yeah, I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit. I'm a little down on myself actually for having gotten away from it. Mm. But while I do think that you can always be continuously working on yourself and growing, I feel like I got what I needed to get from it in that moment, and then I can readdress my problems later on. Well, I just more. love that as a man uh, that – because, you know, the thing with men and therapy and the stigma – and feeling like if they see a therapist, then that means that they're broken or yeah. something wrong with them. Um, hopefully all that is changing now where people are kind of uh, open to therapy and not not hiding it. Well, that's exactly how it started too. I remember my ex-girlfriend from a while ago said that she started going to therapy. Uh, and I like really admired that she was so open and honest about it because right. I, I had that same approach too where I was like, yeah, only like weak people go to therapy. Right. People that are like broken right. or whatever need to be fixed. And then when she started telling me that and, and being so open about her experience with therapy, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a try, too. And then when I was doing it, I was like, this is great. And then I just kind of felt the same way. It was like, I don't care if people know I'm going to therapy. I think yeah. it's good to preach the the benefits of it. So Yeah. It affects everything, including obviously dating, relationships. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And just your your mental space. I, I remember I was like in a pretty dark place when I started going to therapy, and it helped kind of pull me out of it, too, which is really helpful. Um, but so you got your start on Tumblr, you said, but now you wrote a full book. Yeah, I wrote a full book. I, um... <laughs> a full book, not just a half, not a half a book. <laughs> not a children's no, book not like a one of these book. hosts. Right. Um, yeah, I, I wrote a uh, – I worked a nonprofit for about five years working with uh, addicted uh, teens, and I learned that uh, the common thread was there was no dad. So dad was either emotionally gone or physically gone. And so I saw the, the product of that, which was you know girls standing too close, guys they were wanting to fight me or be me, and I realized we lived in a fatherless nation. So that created a fire in my belly, and I started to write about my own journey uh, from boy to man, post-divorce, finding myself. Um, so that whole book is kind of like a guide for men to 
to, to challenge their own definitions. Not 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 take what you know I think a man looks like, but create your own. Hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. Do you think a lot of people should go to therapy? I think everyone should. Um, I think you know it's tough because it's expensive, um, because of stigma, and especially for men. I think because of locker rooms and media and stuff that uh, we're supposed to quote unquote man up or not talk about our feelings. Um, so I think there's a lot of barriers, but uh, I don't know how you can process by yourself. Hmm. You can't. It's like impossible. So to have a space where you're not only uh, talking about your feelings, because I think a lot of guys think that, oh, it's just you're just going there talking about your feelings. No, you're actually processing uh, your patterns and, and all of the stuff that comes up that you can't do by yourself and with a neutral party. Mm-hmm. And then you take that learning and you apply that to your relationships and that's how you grow. You know, have you ever done couples therapy? Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh. Uh, b- both as a, a, a patient and also as a therapist. <laughs> Ashley and I have talked about possibly going to couples therapy, not because we have issues in our relationship, but there are issues both individually. Yes. Like we have issues. We're very compatible, but we're obviously not perfect for each other. Right. So there are things within the relationship that I have difficulty with and she has difficulty handling and then vice versa. And so we've talked about going to couples therapy to try to get ahead of that and not have it snowball into something bigger. Yes. And I applaud, I applaud that. I think that's the, it's prevention. Yeah. That's exactly what people do with fitness, right? People work out for fitness because they don't want to be unhealthy. But when it comes to mental state and therapy, people wait till something is wrong or the relationship is too late or it's broken. And then it's like, why didn't you just go (laughs) in the first place? In the first place. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to try to maintain a problem than fix it if it's already become yeah. this huge thing within your relationship. I agree with you there. And I also agree that a lot of people should go see, you know, like you said, everybody should do therapy. Because I think I also come from, um, I'm from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. A lot of the uh, people that I look up that are men in, in my life are very similar to right, the school. guys you were talking about. Yeah. Old school. You don't talk about your feelings. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I've realized... Specifically, being in a relationship with with my wife, who's the complete antithesis of that, right. if I said that word properly. No. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> the complete opposite of that. Um, and where she's very emotional, very raw, very open and honest about things, I've realized in my own life that I have diffi- – even though I feel like I communicate well, I have a lot of difficulty talking about the way I feel. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, sorry, Jared. No. Problem. I think for women, too, I know – women are more prone to going to therapy, but I do know a lot of girls who think that they're just overly complaining about their problems and that will prevent some women from going to therapy when, um, they should know there's just like an extra ear to listen to them. Um, I know that when I've posted about therapy on my social channels, that's usually for women. That's what they come to me with. They feel Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I think I'm just going to be complaining about my problems. I'm like, well then who better to complain to than a neutral party? Um, so even I know some women are afraid to go to therapy too. Yeah. So yeah. I think we uh, have a responsibility to, um, not emotionally litter, you know, and I think part of therapy is taking care of your own by processing what's coming up instead of um, putting that on your partner Mm -hmm. or your friends or your family and all that. I remember I was in a relationship once that wasn't going too well and, uh, (laughs) My solution for it, I, I recommended it to the girl. I was like, hey, let's go to couples therapy and try and figure this stuff out because it was a relationship that I wanted to work. I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to be in a relationship with her. And she <laughs> shot the idea down. 
I think I brought it up a couple times, mm-hmm. and every time she said no. And then about a month later, as the uh, relationship continued to deteriorate, then she was like, let's go to couples therapy now. Now that it's a huge problem. And I was like, well, I think it's kind of too late. Like the right. the cows kind of left the pasture. Is that a saying? I yes. <laughs> We're both on, on the mark today, aren't we, Dean? Um, so, so John, you have your, your website, theangrytherapist.com, which every, everybody should go look at. You have uh, a couple audio courses yep. that are pretty interesting because, like we said, you, you, you kind of lean into the angry therapist, which I, I enjoy because uh, the first audio, audio course I see is uh, No More F***ing Excuses. That's great. I love it. Uh, also, Attract versus Chase, which is something I'm excited to listen to because I think a lot of people are going after the chase. And once they get it, they yeah. realize they're not attracted to it anymore. Mm. Um, and you also have a podcast appropriately titled The Angry Therapist Podcast. And then you also do text messages. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I just um, started texting people. Uh, it's not random. So every week there's a different topic. So codependency or you know dating or whatever. And then uh, me and my uh, small team, we think of what to text. And at the end of the week, you get a private Google Doc link. So the text then becomes a six-page uh, format of reading something that goes deeper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just doing that. It's been really cool. It's uh, I'm always interested in new and different ways to uh, help people change. You know, it's really exciting these days. No, especially yeah. 2019, we're so connected. And like you said, you can text someone every day. Just as a reminder, as a, as a, a little helpful note right. uh, to start off your day differently. Uh, and I like the idea of text messages because there, we had somebody uh, on this podcast a while ago, I was, I was talking to you off air, that they had an app that was similar to this where yeah. they would give out motivational quotes each day, but you actually had to go into the app in order to retrieve it. Where yours is different, which I, I very much like, is it's you automatically get it on your phone. It's a notification. So you don't have to constantly remind yourself to... Are go you, into this app you just get it are automatically you like, are you like manually texting all these people yeah but i um i mean it goes out to thousands but i every morning 6 30 a.m i sit at the coffee shop and i manually um text and hit post um i think it's the the space that's going to um that's open right now that's going to be uh in, infiltrated like email was you know five years ago mm. so yeah i think everyone's texting now it's it's, it's going to oh, wow. be the next way to be a conduit into people's pockets well if First ashley and i ever end up doing couples therapy we will attend the angry therapist. <laughs> but my, my, yeah. my question about that is I could see like Kaylin wanting to go to therapy because like I'm on my phone too much or something like that, you know? Mm. So then what if the solution for that is oh, let's text our therapist <laughs> <laughs> and all it's doing is putting me on my phone even more. Right, right. It's an endless wow. cycle, yeah. isn't it, Dean? Yeah, it's, it sounds like. I don't I'll know. be enabling your problems. Yeah, right. yeah. and fixing them at the same time. Um, like, I'm, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John, before you go, we do have a couple of user emails that we would like to get your advice on. Sure. Mark, if you're so kind. I don't like to call them users, to be honest. Like <laughs> maybe listeners or friends of ours that tune in each week. John, we have a couple emails from our friends. Suck <laughs> Army. That we, from the Suck Army, as Suck we call Army them. has reached out to us looking for your help, John, and we need you to help answer their prayers. Can I just say uh, it's really easy to feel ugly in this room. You guys are all like beautiful it's amazing yeah, you are speaking my language every day i deal with this with that, the dean and jared show john was, you're a very handsome man oh well, i mean in I this agree. room i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's a tangent i can never get sick of hearing either, by the way. <laughs> all right this is from an anonymous uh Listener, sucker, Uh, I was hoping for some perspective. My boyfriend and I have been together seven years. We were best friends five years before that. We're 24 years old. So half their lives, they've been very close. Yep. 
What I want more than anything in the world is be married and start a family, and I know I want it with him. My issue is every time I bring up engagement or the topic comes up, he gets annoyed. He's told me countless times he wants to marry me, spend the rest of his life with me, but he's in no rush. The other day we got into an argument, and he said, we're not there yet. And he doesn't understand why we can't just wait a year or two. I question this because I don't understand how he can say we aren't there yet. It's been seven years. We've known each other half our lives. He gave me the it's not you, it's me excuse. I'm established in my career. He's still trying to figure it out. But he said finances and his career are only part of it. Our best friends are getting married at the end of the year. And I was hoping that it would light a fire under his you-know-what. But he just says not to compare us to anyone else. I don't want to force him to do something he's not ready to do. But it weighs on me every day. I don't want to ask how I can get him to propose. But how can I get him to propose? Am I crazy for feeling this way? Please let me know your thoughts. Uh, she's not crazy, but I think uh, due to just uh, media and Disney movies and, and all the blueprints that we were uh, raised with, mm-hmm. that especially women, they feel like they have a ticket clock and they need that ring. The thing is, that's what's going to be the crowbar that ruins the relationship. If you have to convince someone or if that becomes like that thing that you hang over someone's head, you know, marry me in X amount of time, mm-hmm. um, what would that look like? Because now you're going into the marriage with someone that did something uh, because of you or feel, had pressure to, not because of his own wanting. Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So I think it's important that she expresses that. It sounds like she has, and she tells him why it's important and how important it is to uh, her, but then she has to let it go. It's like forcing someone to kiss you. (laughs) I also think she needs to think about why it's important to her. It sounds like she just wants to get married for the sake of getting married. Like her friends are getting married. So she's like, oh, okay, well, I should probably get married too. If that's the only reason you want to get married, maybe not the best reason. It's not the best reason. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. I mean, obviously you love the guy. You want to spend the rest of your life with him. But it's like the timeline is sped up because of the friends. Uh, I don't know. I just think she maybe reassess the priorities. And ultimately marriage is just, I mean, Kudos to those who have gotten married, but marriage is really expensive. And Mm -hmm. if you know you're going to spend the rest of your life with this guy, it's just going to be more exciting the moment you let it go. And when it happens, you'll be you'll be so relieved and so ecstatic. But, yeah, I just think letting it go would be better. And then also really figuring out why she wants to get married right now, Mm. I think. I hate to say it, but I'm team boyfriend in this situation. I kind of am, too. Hey, 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 you don't talk to Suck Army like that, okay? Suck Army, I'm (laughs) sorry. It was in the news today that Dean's in a dead-end relationship, so that's kind of maybe he has some perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I can empathize with the boyfriend (laughs) in this this scenario. Katie, oh, oh, sorry. From her perspective, how long does she wait around? Does she have any kind of guarantee? Because she might be feeling like, I'm wasting my 20s with a guy who's never going to commit to me, and then what? But hasn't he committed to her by showing? her all of the commitment throughout all of these years Seven as years. opposed to you know I mean I know that he might say that finances are only part of it um but that's a that's a big part of it right. and um especially and right she's now, established 24 half of us half of the millennials are have struggling keeping jobs right now at 24 people finances are not right for millennials right now mm-hmm. I would say overall <laughs> as a whole so that's a huge part of it and if they've if he's showed her solidarity, I guess is the word. If he's showed her a solid relationship all these years, what she's not really waiting for anything other than financially something that solidifies it, hmm. some type of symbol. You know, we were talking about couples therapy uh, right before this, and this is a great example of um, a great opportunity for them to go see a, a therapist. There you go, angry mm-hmm. therapist. Yeah, so go check out theangrytherapist.com. Hear, hear both sides and, and them to come to a conclusion uh, for the therapist to figure out why they want or don't want these things instead of just kind of you know forcing those, those on each other. Okay, I had a question for you. As a female, do you think a lot of women out there plan their marriages and relationships around family planning? 
For example, if she is, she's in her head thinking, well, I want to start having kids around, you know, late twenties, which means if this guy's not right for me, then I need to move on. So do you think a lot of women do that? I think a lot of women. Yes. I think a lot of women do that. I think they feel the pressure. It's also just huge. It's hard to judge any of a lot of these situations because morally, I don't know what she's obligated to. I don't know what her religion is and if she has to get married in her mind in order to start a family. Because for me, I'm like, if I know I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this guy, I don't care if we're married or not. I am cool with still starting a family, even though I'm a Christian, because um, that's just it's however it's going to flow with my relationship. And that's just how I've always been. But to each their own. And if she has a moral obligation to get married before starting a family, it's absolutely the women timeline. So, yeah, women think about that all the time. You think about, I'm 27, in a, I'm almost 28, if, say, Chris and I were to get married a year from now, then I would want another year of a honeymoon stage, then another year before a kid, boom, I'm 31, 32. So it's like, that kind of goes through your mind as a woman, but... um, Ultimately, it's just her choice and their choice as a relationship. It's pretty crazy. My best friend's father just had two kids. He had one kid at 61 and another kid at 63. Wow. But obviously, there's a difference between a guy. That's what I'm saying. It's it's mind blowing, like the the disparity between, well, not disparity, but the gap between like how late a man can have a child and a woman can have a child. So it's it's understandable why some women kind of get a little bit on edge about that kind of stuff. Of course. Mm -hmm. It's a factor. Yeah. Do we want to answer one more rapid-fire email, or do we want to... Let's do one more rapid-fire email. Let's do one more rapid-fire email. Come on. Mm, yeah. Let's see what we the have Suck here. Army has spoken. Suck, Suck Army. Suck Army. Sometimes we got to side with Suck Army's significant others. Sometimes. <laughs> we always side with Suck Army. <laughs> this is a... Let's see. I got a couple of options what here. What is Suck Army? That's our, our loyal fan base. Help I suck at dating. Our loyal listener oh, base. Oh, wow. Suck Army. Suck Army. Hello, Suck Army. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. They All welcome right. you. My <laughs> mind went to get in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. <laughs> we allude to everything. This is from Aaron, so maybe you can help her interpret this guy's maneuvering. Uh, she says, I matched with a guy in Bumble. Familiar with Bumble? Yep. yep. We exchanged numbers. We've been trying to meet up the past two weeks, but both have been traveling for work, so we haven't been able to. So the other day I was on Bumble, looking at my matches, and he was no longer in my messages and was deleted from my matches. Did he delete me? Is he trying to breadcrumb me and there's no intention of meeting up, or did he delete the app? Do I bring this up? Do I let this go? We are still texting, but it's strange. Let me know your thoughts. So they're texting each other, but he's deleted her from the map as a match, and she feel like that's that's mixed signals. My ad- my let's, advice. Let's let John answer it. Well, the only reason I was going to say anything was because I uh, what I'm thinking is happening is <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but maybe he already matched with you and got your number. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's like going through his matches and deleting all the people that he has his numbers. Uh, That's for like organizational purposes? I'm not even joking. (laughs) Like spring cleaning. My rule of thumb is if something is bothering you, you talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is we all have cognitive distortions and we're going to jump to conclusions. We're going to make up stories and they could be completely false. Uh, Just ask them. And you just don't you just don't have to be a dick about it, but just hey, I'm curious. Pull from curiosity instead of judgment. I noticed, you know, the blah blah blah, and then he'll have a perfect, uh, perfectly, uh, a perfect explanation. Or if he doesn't, then that's telling too. Do you right. think it's, it's never too Do early you, to ask those types of questions? Well, she's not asking him to, you know, have children with her. She's just like, hey, I, I, w- I would. It's about the way you do it. I think you do it kind of in passing, right? Lightly, mm-hmm. like because it's really bothering her, right? Right. Because the moment she starts letting her brain go to that, making excuses or trying to make 
it bigger than it is, then right. asking is going to be completely different than it would have been in past. But right. also by asking, she's going to make it known to him that she's back on the on the app. Right. I think I'm sure she's afraid of him saying, oh, she's still high maintenance. Why is she asking me all these questions? Get out of my life. That's probably yeah, what I, I think say. it's how you ask it. Yeah, so, so if she's coming at him, then that's different instead of with him. Yeah. Perfect. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for coming in. We really yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, guys, obviously, check out his John Kim's book, I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck, uh, An Every Man's Guide to a Meaningful Life, The Angry Therapist. And, John, tell everybody else where they can find you. Oh, theangrytherapist.com. And then my startup is jrni.co journey if you're interested in coaching. Love it. Absolutely. Yep. Thanks for coming, John. John, thank thanks. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Help by Suck at Dating. Dean, Katie, myself, all sitting here in studio. Dean is grabbing my arm. It feels pretty good. But we have a very special guest <laughs> on the phone right now uh, with her brand new book, Relationship. Are you sure you want one? Which is available now. We have Simone Millicis. Simone, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me here. Oh, of course. We're always looking for more advice in relationships. So, Simone, tell us about your new book. Well, uh, it's called Relationship Are You Sure You Want One? And the whole idea was to, you know, ask a question because most people go to that they need a relationship 
that if they don't have a relationship, you know, that they're not whole and they're not complete or that Hollywood, you know, movies, etc. And that's not true. So if you're going to have a good relationship, if you're going to have a relationship, my point of view is have a great one. Do you think this is a hard hitting question right off the bat? Do you think human beings were meant to spend their life with one other person? No, I don't. I, you know what I always refer to? We're not penguins. It's like, I actually don't think we are. It's like, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like I've had, uh, you know, a lot of fun with a lot of different people. And I, I don't know, looking at someone and looking at them saying, okay, I want to be with you for the next 50 years. I don't even know what I want to be doing in the next 50 years. True. So, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you're pre. I'm somebody that believes you're not predestined, predestined to be with one particular person. You have to choose that person every day, which is what marriage is. Um, so, Simone, what are some questions that you... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Can oh, we back sorry. up? Can we talk about that for a second? Sure, please. So you don't think... <laughs> sorry, Simone. I, know, I would love for you to weigh in on this, Simone, because I think I feel like Jared just kind of contradicted himself a little bit. You said you said that you agree that you don't think you're supposed to spend your entire life with someone, but then you said that you make the decision to spend your life with Ashley every single day. No, I said that you're. I don't believe that you're predestined to be with one person. So you're like inherently encoded into your bio, your like genes. You're not supposed to. Sp- yeah, I don't believe in one particular soulmate for every person on this planet. But you also just said that you're spending the rest of your life with Ashley, which obviously you're married to her, so you expect to spend the rest of your life with her. Yeah. What he means is that, or what I think Jared means is that he's choosing to spend the rest of his life with her, but there might be others out there that could be equally his quote-unquote soulmate because he could have more, but he found one already, and he's good with this one. Well, it's not just, <laughs> yes, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm settling because I'm not. No, She's way I don't out think of you're settling. League. But more so, uh, I understand that there are probably many people out there that I'm compatible with, just like there are many people out there that Ashley is compatible with. Whoa, toot your horn a little bit more there, buddy. What I mean is that you have to, (laughs) marriage is all about choice. And sometimes I think a lot of people um, think that if, you know, if you believe in a soulmate, sometimes I, I, I think some people get caught up in that. And then if something goes bad in the relationship, they think, well, this must not be the person I'm meant to be with Mm. because it's not going that well. When a lot of marriages, and I'm sure Easton and Mark can speak to this better than I can, seeing I've only been married for four months, they go through, uh, you know, tr- you know, a lot of problems, and and they go through bumpy roads, and you have to work on that together in order to have a successful and happy marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, Simone, so what's that's your t- what I'm expecting. Simone, what's your take on that? You know, I I actually I totally agree. Look, at, I'm not saying that that marriage for life is not doable. It's like, and you are correct, every single day should be a choice. And when I was in relationship with Brendan Watt, who is a guy that I wrote the book with, for eight years, every day, it was like, okay, is this a person I choose to be with? Yes. I mean, we, we never even spoke about, you know, monogamous relationship or anything, but every day I woke up and it was like, he's the one that I wanted to be with. But when it got to the moment that it was like, eh, okay, this doesn't seem to be as much fun anymore, mm. then maybe there's something else available. And I think that's, what traps people is if they get married. And like you said, when it turns a little stale, it's like you have another choice. And some people have got great relationships and had them for 50 years. Excellent. And I do think that there's a lot, I mean, the old saying of like, there's you know more fish out there, et cetera. It's like, there's a lot of other possibilities available. So my point of view is, again, it's like, if you're going to choose relationship, make it good. And most people would prefer to be in a bad relationship than no relationship. And, you know, being single or being in a relationship, neither is right and neither is wrong. And that's what I would really like everyone to have the freedom to choose. 
And so your biggest issue with relationships then comes from the fact that sometimes people are willing to settle for less than they deserve to be in a relationship with someone. That's absolutely. Not absolutely. That's I see people cut themselves off like they I mean, it's funny when you meet someone, you know, the first initial meeting, you're like, you know, yay, there's this, you know, I don't know, lust, whatever you want to call it. And you have a great time. And then I see so many people start to cut themselves off. It's like they go, oh, well, this person might not like this, so I won't do this anymore. Mm. Like even from the point of. Like Brendan, the um, the guy that I was with, he loved surfing. And the relationship he was in prior to me, she would get so cranky at him for going surfing because she wasn't involved. And I'm like, that's insane. When he goes surfing and gets out of the water and his whole body is just so happy, I'm like, go surfing. But people do that thing of going, well, I don't do that, so you can't do that. Why not? It's like, you know, a great relationship, you should let the other person do whatever the hell they want, is basically my point of view. I agree with that. It sounds like it, Katie's over here shaking her head. Yes I was too. just going to yes. say that. Katie, uh, do you have anything on your brain? No, I was just <laughs> thinking like the freedom to choose. And it was just, it was just really speaking to me. But um, I think also what you were talking about with the whole surfing thing, I think that also goes into people's individual um, issues with control. There's a, I feel like there's Absolutely. a lot of control um, problems going on out there that get put into relationships that kind of um, turn it into that stale place. Yeah. Well, I see people who like to own the other person. And it's like, I mean, one of the things I, you know, I talk about in the seminars we do relationship done different is if you want to train someone, get a puppy. It's like, you know, a woman shouldn't be out there trying to train a man and a man shouldn't be out there trying to train a woman. It's like, to be in a good relationship, you should be creating more together, not trying to, you know, tell the other one what they should be doing. It's like, God, this person should be a contribution to you. You know, it should be fun. I think, relationship should be fun. If that's not the title for this episode, uh, if you want to train someone, get a puppy, then I think we're missing out because that's that. You, I think you nailed it right on the head with that one. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Um, Simone, what do you think are the most common myths of being in a relationship? Uh, That there is a perfect relationship. I mean, if you guys are obviously in a relationship too, you know that there's stuff that you have to work at. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of, especially girls, I'm going to say, and I can say this because I'm a female, is, you know, we tend to have this thing of going, oh, this knight in shining armor is going to come along. And I think there's a difference of, I love being treated like a princess. I love having doors open for me. I love, you know, being treated um, well from a gentleman. And yet I'm extremely independent and, and have all of that. And it, it sort of, it adds to my life. But I think if you, if you come across thinking that this man is going to pick you up and come and save you, it's like, what do you need saving from? Like that whole mm-hmm you know, movie thing of like someone completes you. It's like, no, you should wake up in the morning complete and then have fun with somebody else. So I think the myths are that there's a perfect relationship out there. There's a perfect man. There's a perfect woman. I mean, perfection is based on a judgment. So, you know, and it doesn't allow anyone to change. So that's, you know, there's no perfect, (laughs) there's no perfect relationship at all. Well, I think a lot of what you're saying too, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, it requires both people in that relationship to have uh, an identity of their own, like hobbies, interests, whatever yeah. it might be, because that way you're able to kind of get out, do your thing, allow your partner to explore their interests and hobbies as well. Maybe come together and do them every once in a while as well, but not necessarily like inhibit the other person from doing what they're interested in doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I get is when you allow the other person to go and do whatever it is they want, 
it's like they're happier. So then when they come mm. and meet up with you, it's like you have more fun. I mean, I don't want to spend 24-7 with somebody in a relationship. I like, you know, creating and doing what I do. And then you meet up with someone, like whether it's at the end of the night or the weekend, like whatever relationship you're choosing. But then it's more of this like, oh, yeah, I get to see them. You know, it's yeah. that enthusiasm and that excitement. You get to share something with them, but not everything. That would drive me crazy, personally. It, it's funny because you keep talking about this and I keep relating it. I'm sure all of us are relating it back to our own relationship mm-hmm. as you continue mm-hmm. to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go skiing tomorrow. I'm going to stay up on the mountain and then go skydiving the next day. And she goes, okay, cool. I'll see you on Wednesday then. And I was like, Love oh, that. yeah, it's great. Like, obviously, Perfect. like you're saying, you want your person to go out, have fun and then come back. And when they come back and see you, they're even happier than, you know, they would be able to do it had they yeah, not done what they absolutely. wanted to do, I guess. Yeah. 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 And I see the main thing why people don't do that is trust. And it's like, you know what? You've got to have trust in a relationship because your girlfriend, you know, could go, oh, He's going off and he's going to, you know, meet someone, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you have that point of view, then that's what you're going to create. Whereas if your girlfriend has this point of view, like, God, I'm so happy he's going to go have fun. And I look forward to seeing him on Wednesday. That's a completely different life and a different reality that you create. That's right. Good. That's good. I love that. Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking about I my was, own relationship. I was, we, I think you sent us all in for a whirl into our own relationships, <laughs> in our own minds, and we all kind of started on tangents in our brains. Yeah. Oh. Because I saw Jared start to get lost. I'm over here giggling to myself. I was thinking, it's, <laughs> Dean's going to laugh at me so much. I totally understand where you guys are coming from and completely agree, but the practicality of it becomes a little more difficult because... I understand I'm a paranoid human being, but we also live in a scary world. And sometimes, like like you even said, when you're skiing or going to these things, I'm sure there's that little fear in Caitlin to be like, well, what if something happened and I wasn't there? I don't know. I know that sounds ridiculous, but a lot of times, you know, if you know, if Ashley it sounds really dumb, but if she's on a different plane or she's going somewhere else, mm. it's like I, I want to be there just to make sure she's okay. I think that's the feeling of the control. Maybe. Like it's not that you don't trust her, you love her and that's why you care. But that's that control part of you. That's like I want to be able to control this situation. I don't want anything bad to happen, which is admirable. And Kaylin probably does feel a little bit of that like, oh, well like she doesn't hope she doesn't want to not be there if anything were to happen, but she has to let it go in her mind because there's nothing she can do about it. Yeah, I get this feeling when Ashley goes to the grocery store. I can only imagine how Kaylin feels when you're jumping out of planes and skiing Multiple down times a week. I bought a parachute that's like 16 years old and she is like not very happy about it. See, there, see there's Nor she something. She. But then on the flip side, she's like talking about, because we're so we're traveling through Europe and we're going to be in Europe for a week together and then we're going to meet in Japan and there's like a week in between. And I'm like, I want you to go off in Europe and explore on your own. And she's kind of on that same note where she's like a, a bit concerned about like safety and all that kind of stuff. She's like, I don't know if I feel safe walking the streets of London, et cetera. I'm like, well, you're, you can't really think of things that way, right? Like you don't want to you're think right. of bad things happening to Ashley. And I'm sure she doesn't want to think of bad things happening to you or Kaylin and me or Chris and Katie. So I don't know. It's just like I, I think it's kind of one of those things where you have to push it out of your head and be like, all right, well, you're just going to go do your own thing and I'll see you when I see you. You are Tom Cruise, man. It's Awesome. I wish I could it's be like great. you. Anyway, Simone, I'm sorry for us to go on that little tangent. Um, you talk about, so your book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One, which is available now. Um, you talk about uh, December being dump month, which hmm. I did not know that. I thought it was cuffing season. I thought it was too, but dump month is great. I know. We did a, we were on TV yesterday in Australia about this. It's like, well, apparently, it's not my statistic, but apparently it's a statistic out there. And my guess is that 
I mean, I don't know about you guys, but coming up to Christmas and the New Year, it's like all of those things that are made so significant. I guess that's the time of year that you start to go, mm, do I really want to introduce them to all my mm. friends and family? Do I, you know, what gift do I have to get them? Maybe it might be easier if this is not fun to... Uh, to quit this relationship now. That's my guess. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually thinking the same from. thing. I was thinking maybe yeah. it's cuffing season, but right as the season's ending, it's December 11th, dump month. It's yep. so crazy. Exactly. They actually have a date. Sunday, December 11th is the date couples are most yep. likely to break up. Well, this year it's Wednesday, but... Oh, what did I say? Sunday? Excuse yeah. me, I'm sorry. So <laughs> this Wednesday, December 11th, is the date couples are most likely to break up. Digital statistics uh, looked at data from Facebook, <laughs> analyzing thousands of messages, looking for signs of breakups. That's insane. Isn't that Whoa. like data mining? I, I don't like that. Is, like, was that not like data the... mining from Facebook, being able to analyze private Wait. messages? Yes. I don't know. That's, that's neither here it's nor a bit there, scary, I guess. scary, isn't it? That's a whole other well, conversation. I've given up. They might... know everything. Wait, yeah. so, Simone, so why is that? It's because yeah. <laughs> uh, people are concerned about introducing their significant other to their family, or what is it exactly? I think so. I mean, that's, that's quite confronting, too. And and also the gift and all things like that. So I think it's a bit confronting. So that's, that's my guess. Is, Probably just is what it is. So. The gift. I think the gift is a big uh, a big part of it, too. I'm over here thinking, what am I supposed to get Kaylin for Christmas? Do oh, you... I'm going to ask you that. Don't worry about it. We'll, I think we'll that it's that. also partly like, not even just it's the family because you're analyzing or evaluating what's important in your life and if that person fits into that category. Yeah. 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 And can I just give a hint on gifts? Yes, please. The first gift that the first gift that Brendan, who I wrote the book with, ever gave me uh. was a barbecue and I looked at him and was like, That's not what you get. <laughs> and a friend of mine actually got he said we I said, What are you getting your um, girlfriend? And he goes, Well, she wants a vacuum cleaner and I went, No, 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 no. She needs a vacuum cleaner, but that is not what That's you fair. buy her as a gift. <laughs> All I've got so far is a sweet buy goods like that. All I've got so far picked out is a sweet T shirt. But I know I need to get more wow, than that. Man. It's a cool t-shirt, though. I think though. you should get her a vacuum cleaner. So how it goes. <laughs> a t-shirt yeah. and a vacuum cleaner. Maybe Throw some, in laundry detergent. Some new silverware or something. <laughs> yeah. She can vacuum the van. Yeah. Um, Simone, a, a lot of people who listen to the podcast have, have trouble moving on from an ex or figuring out how to move on from an ex. Suck army. Um, so can you kind of shed some light on that and maybe give some ways uh, how somebody may be able to move on yeah. from an ex? or? be able to read signs that an ex is moving on from them? Yeah, and I'm not sure if you guys know that, but it's like Brendan and I wrote the book together, but we actually broke up as we were releasing the book. We didn't do it intentionally, but that's when we broke up. So it's been interesting because we did it in the in the limelight, like of breaking up. And one of the things that he broke up with me, and I definitely did that like, oh my goodness, you know, trauma and drama, I'm shocked. And when I actually took a moment to have a look at it, like it takes two people to create a relationship and it also takes two people to end it. And I and I started to look at the relationship and went, you know what, you're right. It's like it hasn't been that much fun in the past eight months. Not as fun as what it was. Like we mm. were it was sort of slipped into this maintenance. And what I noticed too is I don't you know when you when you, you're with someone and you haven't seen them in a few days, like and you get home and you're you're just so excited to see them. Mm-hmm. That wasn't mm-hmm. occurring as much. I was actually desiring my own company more and I still adore him, still like him, etc. But I noticed that that started to change. So if that starts to change, then maybe you might want to look at something different. And it's quite it's quite a full on choice to make to break up a relationship, especially if it's been long term. But can I tell you, it's like everything's going to end up greater. Like right now, we're really good friends. We work together. 
you know, he's um, he's got a new girlfriend. It's like I started seeing someone else, and it's it's definitely our lives are expanding. Like life always gets better. And the one piece that I want to say here is whoever um, you know breaks up the relationship, it's breaking up the relationship not with you. It's not personal. Like you are not less than. And I see so many people go to, "What did I do wrong? What did I do this?" And it's like, no, the relationship is broken up. You are not less than and you're not wrong. It's like, you know, and what else can you do to move on? It's like, and you know what? There's, I guess not go to the wrongness of you is the first thing. And then as a friend of mine says, <laughs> you've got to get, you've got to get under someone to get over someone. And I'm like, eh, it's not a good, Heard that one before. Not a bad suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't that kind of a recipe for disaster though? If you're uh, writing a book with your boyfriend called Relationship, are you sure you want one? Am I the only one that thought that? Well, there's... Then they uh, had two No, it's like, I mean, the thing was, we, we had a great relationship and a lot of people, because we travel around the world with Access Consciousness doing these seminars, and a lot of people would ask us questions about, you know, how we created this. So we ended up doing some uh, some telecalls on it, et cetera, and, you know, being getting really vulnerable and answering a whole lot of questions and, and talking about the tools that we use. So that's what's in the book, Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? And we looked at, you know, what do we want to call it? And we wanted people to be in question because we were in question every day. So it did get to the place where it was like, okay, do we actually want this? No. All right. Mm-hmm. So what else is possible? So, so yeah, maybe. We're actually working on a second book called Breaking Up is Easy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty appropriate. You can draw easy, from your own experiences. Sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping yeah. you change the title uh, of the sequel to Surprise, We're Getting Back Together. But, but you know what? Everybody yep, that else fell. wants that. That joke fell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry, what? That fell flat. I think I blacked out for a second. <laughs> Me and Dean just stared. Uh, Guys, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> Apparently not. So, no, you're a romantic. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. I would go with you're a romantic. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Jared, you are like a living boy band member. It's amazing. Thanks, guys. I so, don't know. Don't build me up too much. Simone, so besides the book, Relationships, Are You Sure You Want One? Where else can we find either your work, your literature, you on uh, social media, all that kind of stuff? Uh, I'm on every social media thing. And it's Simone Millis's. So it's S-I-M-O-N-E-M-I-L-A-S-A-S dot com is my website. And that's on Instagram as well, etc. And you can also go to... Um, relationship are you sure you want one.com and there's a whole lot of really funny videos that Brandon and I have done too because uh, this social coding blog uh, it's just like you know let's get real kids like what's what's actually going on in sex and relationships so that's out there it's free too and yeah and accessconsciousness.com a whole lot of places you can find me we but love that's it a good start. we love it suck army if you want thank to you. get more of Simone be sure to check her out on any of those platforms uh, Simone thank you so much you were awesome thank you Thank you. Bye, guys. Right, Thank bye, you, Simone. Bye. So, Jared, now that we're off the phone with Simone, I just got one question for you. I have an answer, hopefully. Relationships. Are you sure you want one? Shouldn't we all ask that right now? <laughs> we're all in relationships, people, okay? Katie's engaged. You're in a very high-profile relationship. Why are uh, you don't want to get married. Dean's why, married. Why are you deflecting <laughs> this question? I very much want to be in a relationship. All right, that's all we needed to hear. Let's take a break, and we'll jump to some user emails. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, do you love fab? Uh, yeah. Do you love fit? Yeah. Are you fun? Sometimes. Well, guess what? The 2019 Fab Fit Fun Winter Box is on sale right 
now. FabFitFun is a woman's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. Each box is customized to your specific interests. They deliver the seasonal must-haves that you need. The Winter Box is the perfect way to treat yourself or others and get ready for the holiday season with their carefully curated box of products. This box has everything you need for your best winter yet. You can save money on quality, full-size products today because these deals do not last long. Did you know the boxes are customizable? We went for the beanie and arm warmer set, perfect for those cold temperatures. We also grabbed the Bluetooth shower speaker. I love music in the shower. Who doesn't, really? And the Sidekick crossbody bag. Every box comes with makeup eraser and detangler which is something Dean definitely needs right now. The FabFitFun box always has a value of over $200, but retails for just $49.99, people. That's a big deal right there. Uh, And a membership gets you way more than just the box. You also get access to members-only flash sales and FabFitFun TV with exclusive content from people like Venus Williams, Giada DeLaurentis, and Jillian Michaels. And right now, you can use coupon code HELP for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. That's $10 off your first box with coupon code HELP, H-E-L-P, at FabFitFun.com. That's FabFitFun.com, coupon code HELP to get $10 off your FabFitFun box right now. Again, it values at over $200, but retails for just $49.99. And if you use our code, that's $39.99. I'm no mathematician, but that is a great sale. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of your comfort in the kitchen or van. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. Make deliciousness part of your every week. Break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll get something absolutely delicious. HelloFresh is flexible, and it fits your lifestyle. Add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. Easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. Jared, have you ever used HelloFresh before? I have. Tell me I've about it. I've used it many times. It's very easy. Ashley and I cook it all the time. It comes with it, it comes with the exact amount of ingredients that you need, uh, and then they give you your recipes, and you can cook to order, and all the food is right there because it's difficult to know when you go to the grocery store how much food you actually need when you're cooking, but HelloFresh gives it to you all. You know, just last week, I cooked these um, cherry balsamic pork chops oh, from HelloFresh. Um. I do not look like a guy that could put that together, but the thing about HelloFresh, they give you the little thing of uh, cherry jam and this little thing of mayonnaise and you just empty the whole thing into the pan and mix it together and it makes this really cool reduction. Nice. And I look like a four-star chef right there in my own home. Nice. And the wife has no uh, no, no unbeknownst to her. She doesn't even know. She's it's... none the wiser. <laughs> none the, none wiser. the wiser. Totally satisfied. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh right now by going to HelloFresh.com slash helpdating9 and use the code help. Dating nine. That's HelloFresh.com slash help dating nine and use the code help dating nine. HelloFresh.com slash help dating nine and don't forget the code help dating nine. <laughs>
I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're back to help us like a dating. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. But before we do, Mark has told me that I have a listener email. Well, Maria wants to know uh, what, what you're reading and the quizzes you're taking to prep for this show. She thinks it's great that you do that. All the background you do on the guests. You read their uh, books in advance. You <laughs> homework on them. You Google them. You do all your... To be fair, I only read Amanda's book. But, but you've been commended for this another. in the past because I do believe you prepare more than any of our other hosts for these podcasts. <laughs> pres- present company included. <laughs> and Dean's a talent. He what's, just shows what's up your, he's prepared. What's your name again? Sorry. Sorry, who are you? <laughs> so she wants listeners to be able to have backgrounds on the guest like a book club. Like you could give them the name of the guest in advance and they, they could go do their own thing. They can read the book. They can ask their own questions. I would DM the suggestion, she says, but I don't have social media because I'm not cool enough. And also, the anonymous emails are all from Easton, right? That's what she said. That's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's what yeah. you uh, can the confirm. So well, tell us about your prep for the show. How do you do it? I mean, your process. So... Uh, I sit down on a Monday morning about 8.30 with a cup of coffee and Lois in my lap. And I look at today's schedule and most of it's uh, me recording ads for Ashley. But uh, that usually doesn't start till 11 because she likes to sleep in until about 10.30. And then uh, I'll uh, Google some of the names that have been sent to me. For example, John Kim, the anchor therapist. Just pop that in the old Google search. Do mm. a couple of websites. Watch a couple of interviews. See how he interacts with people. See some of the questions <laughs> nice. that people have asked before him. Uh, then I usually text Dean to wake him up, make sure he's going to be here on time. And uh, I'm kidding. That, that part never happens. Uh, yeah, and not then, never. Maybe it should. <laughs> you might want to think about that. I know. Uh, and then uh, no, it's just just Google the guys and write down some questions and make sure I have some idea of what the hell I'm talking about. That's really it. But I appreciate the listener email. The challenging thing about uh, tell, talking about our future guests on the current podcast is sometimes we don't have all our guests scheduled until a couple days before the podcast. But day. I could do it afterwards. Maybe post something on the Help I Suck a Dating Instagram mm. to say, hey, if you guys, especially on the story or something, being like, hey, John Kim, this is where you can find his book, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. That's a really yeah, good Yeah, almost like this is the teaser to what they can then choose I like to it. I really do like think choose that your own adventure. maybe mm-hmm. you should start uh, running the Instagram page just a little bit better. Just my take on it. <laughs> Excuse me. Since I've taken over, we've gained like Four thousand followers. Okay, I do want to give one big thank you to. Gets <laughs> right over that, doesn't he? <laughs> Takaya Organica. You mean the rapidly expanding, fresh, casual, modern Mexican restaurant chain? I do mean that. No, it's not so that. So yummy. Takaya is so yummy. Uh, Takaya creates both a date-worthy atmosphere and the perfect place to grab a few tacos with friends at lunchtime. As each location includes an upscale bar area featuring fresh, handmade cocktails. The menu. Fully vegan forward, yet accommodates a variety of other dietary preferences using quality produce as its foundation. Between now and the end of the year, for every $50 gift card you buy for someone on your holiday shopping list, you'll receive a $10 bonus gift card for yourself. Heck yeah. Visit TakayaOrganica.com to find your nearest location. I love Takaya. It's good. The Baja Taco. Yeah. Anyways, beyond Takaya, beyond Jared, beyond Katie, Mark, and Easton, we would love to extend a big thank you to you, Suck Army. The ones that make this podcast possible. Big thank you to Suck Army. You guys rock. <laughs> I think we need a louder sound effect for the Suck okay. Army. They it's deserve too subtle. It's 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 hard to hear. I'm waiting for 2020. 2020 comes in. We're going to be rolling full cylinders. I feel what like. is that actual sound of? Those are suction cups from when cupping was a was a popular thing. It still is pretty popular. I mean, but they were like older rage the Olympics, like in 2016. Cupping's yeah. coming back. Yeah. Well, that's that's cupping. All right. Well, suck army, you are now cuppings. Now we're all sucking. 
together. Anyways, thank you. I don't know. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode <laughs> of Help, I Suck at Dating. Thanks to Katie. Be sure to tune in next week because Katie will be in studio with us for the entire duration of that episode as well. To close out 2019, be sure to tune in then when maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help, I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.